Okay. So we are doing a combined Parsha, which is very common most years. The portions of Tazria and Mitzorah are joined, um, which the Rebbe explains at length in his talk in the year 1991 that we have here, of course, in both of them very strongly, the energy of Mashiach, Tazria, the idea of the seeding, the flowering, the birth, which is the ultimate flowering and seeding and birth is Mashiach. And Mitzorah, Mitzorah means the one that has Tzoraas, which is, of course, the bulk of Parshas Tazria. Mitzorah is really about the cleansing of the one that had Tzoraas. But the leper, the Mitzorah, is actually a term for Mashiach. That Mashiach, we're told, in the times of exile, is sick. Sick with the 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 sin, with the burden of sin of the people, and six specifically though with Saras, because Saras is actually a very lofty concept. Saras is a sickness that only impacts the most external thing, the skin. It's only so to speak skin deep. So it's really referring, as the author of explains, to a very, very holy person who all of his uh, energies are refined and only in the most external level is there this impairment which the Rebbe explains in 1991 is coming from enormous lights that haven't been properly channeled and therefore create this negativity. But when we channel the lights, that's taking the energies of Gula, redemption and channeling them and then they reveal to you what they are. Not darkness but actually very godly lights. So therefore, the Mitzayra, seemingly in a dark situation, is Mashiach in exile, incognito, but with the complete revelation of the redemption, then these lights are really channeled and expressed for what they are, not negativity, but actually the highest, highest illuminations. So Tazri is Mashiach. It's about the birth, the flowering of all the work we've been doing for a long, long time, 5,781 years. And what's there is about Mashiach, that's, that's the name of Mashiach. So both of these portions really are very in sync and in most years are together. So we are on Monday's portion. So Monday, when it's a combined portion, starts, here we are, in chapter 13. We're up to verse 24, which in a year when Mitzvah will be read separately, which would only be a leap year. Of course, next year happens to be a leap year, so maybe, we'll see. But it starts verse 24, and though we probably won't get to it, it is, because it's a combined portion, it's what would, on a regular year, be two portions, Wednesday's portion and Thursday's portion, which would mean if you did the entire portion today, you would go until, again, we're still in chapter 13, verse 39. And all of these verses are discussing, as we've mentioned before, various conditions that would make one a Mitzayrah, one qualified as a leper that he has to go outside the camp until this condition is removed from him. It's a spiritual condition that manifests itself in a physical fashion that's reflecting a spiritual energy. And when it's done, when it's spiritually cured, then physically, of course, it would also be cured. And just as the priest is the one who is going to determine, not a doctor, 
but the priest is one that determines if he has this spiritual condition, so too the priest is the one that would help him purify himself when it's completely when it's finished. And of course, the priest has to be looking with the right set of eyes, as we learned in Sunday's portion, that the priest looks at him and his entire body is covered with saras, with this spiritual skin disease, to the degree that there's not one inch of clean, healthy flesh was well, actually pure, because we know that's impossible. Because nobody can be totally, totally black. So if you look at a person you only see black, you know the problem is in essence your own eyes. But here hopefully the priest is looking at the right eyes and truly being able to identify, is this the saras, the spiritual skin disease, or not? So looking in chapter 13, verse 24. Or, because now we're giving another situation, on Sunday we went through several, or flesh, that in the skin there was a burning by fire. And the place of the burning became a bright spot, as we learned yesterday, that bright spot could be a sign of Saraz, reddish white or white. So you had a burn. And then, as Rashi explains, when the burn healed, because of course a burn isn't a sign of Saraz, it's not a sign of the spiritual skin disease, but when the burn healed, it changed from just a regular healing burn to this like sort of variegated bright spot or just a plain white spot. Now, these laws we're going to learn is exactly what we discussed yesterday about a boil. If someone has a boil and then the boil turns into this variegated bright spot or a plain white spot and all the laws are there. And the laws are exactly the same. So Rashi questions, why does the verse write it all over again? We already learned exactly these laws about the boil. And the reason it does, so to speak, waste these words is to tell us that we can't combine them. Meaning, uh, to be saras, like everything in Judaism, it has to have a certain measure. And the measure would be like the size of a grease. We would sort of translate that as like a bean. So if someone had half of a bean, a grease, from this boil that became a saras, and then half of a grease, the size of a bean, from a burn that became a saras, you can't say, oh, put the two together. He has one beanful, one grist, and therefore he is a mitzvah. He's a leper. No. They're two separate situations. We do not combine them. He does not have the measurement to qualify one, and therefore he is not a mitzvah. He is not a leper from this. So here then we have the verses, and we don't have rashes because we already know this, all these concepts from yesterday with the boil. So looking at the verse, 25, then the priest shall look upon it, and behold, if the hair be turned white in the bright spot, as we learned yesterday, hair that's normally black and turns white within this spot that's bright or white is one of the signs of saras. And the appearance is deeper than the skin, as we learned yesterday. When the spot is bright or white, it, it by definition has a deeper look, and that's one of the signs of saras. It is saras. It is this spiritual skin disease that we translate as leprosy is broken out in the burn. I mean, the burn wasn't saras, but from the burn, now it morphed into saras. And the priest will pronounce him unclean, tummy. It is saras. But if the priest looks on it, and behold, there is no white hair in the bright spot. And it's not seemingly lower than the skin. It doesn't appear that way. It's dim. It's not so bright. It's dimming. Then the priest should have him, as we would say, quarantined for seven days. And the priest looked at him on the seventh day. And if it spread, then, as we learned yesterday, spreading is a sign that this is the real deal. This is Saras. 
The priests pronounce him unclean. He's tummy. It is taras. It is a spiritual skin disease or called leprosy. And if in its place it stayed, the bright spot stayed, it didn't spread, and it dimmed, then it's just the after effects of the burn, and the priest says he's clean. It's the scar of the burn, meaning it is not saras. And if it wasn't a leap year, that would have been the entirety of Wednesday's portion. But it's a leap year, which is Monday, and we have one more portion. So verse 29, if a man or a woman, when there's a, now we're giving a different situation, where again, same point, trying another situation which could create saras. Here we're talking about hair. Now until now, as we mentioned today, we discussed yesterday, if this is skin where there's a hair on it, not your hair, but like you know, like you have a hair on your arms or legs. So if there's a hair and the hair becomes white, when your hair is normally dark, that's a sign of saras. Now we're talking about on your hair for a woman or a man on his head or for a man across in his beard. So verse 29. And a man or a woman, when he has this plague on the head, on the head, or upon the beard. So Rashi explains that the reason why we have a separate set of verses to discuss Taras and the hair is because regularly when it's in your skin, the sign that it's Taras is that the hair turned white. But if it's in the place of your hair, head here or beard here, then it's not white, it becomes yellow. Very interesting. We think of like a blonde as like this nice pretty hair. But in the signs of Saras, if your hair turned blonde, it's not normally blonde, that is a sign of Saras. So verse 30, the priest shall look upon the plague and behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin, that's a sign we've learned classically, and we have this yellow thin hair amid the other hair. Now it's a different color. Your hair is not blonde, but this hair turns yellow. The priest says, it's his tummy. It's unclean. This is saras. It's saras of the head or of the beard. So again, when we're saying well, it's yellow, it doesn't mean if anyone's blonde, they have saras. As Rashi explains, it means someone who normally has dark hair. And now within the dark hair, it turned yellow. And then it's supposed as it's a netek which is the name of Taras in the hair. It has a special name. Taras in the hair is called a netek. Verse 31. And if the priest looks on the, the plague of this netek, the Taras of the hair, and it's not deeper than the skin, and it doesn't have black hair in it. If, because, because as Rosh explains, if it had black hair, then we know he's clean and we know it's not Taras. We don't need to quarantine him. Because the black hair will be a sign of cleanliness, meaning clean from saras. So we don't know. It doesn't seem deeper, which would be a sign of saras. But there's no black hairs, which would be a sign it's not saras. So what do you do? So the priest quarantines him for seven days. And then the priest should look on this netek, on this nega, on this plague, on the seventh day. And if it didn't spread, and if there's no yellow hairs, and if it doesn't seem deeper than the skin, well, all of these signs obviously show that we don't, it doesn't appear, it's not definitively Saras. So obviously, as Rashi says, if any of these things didn't happen, it is Saras, meaning if it's spread, it's Saras. If there's yellow hair, it's Saras. So, but none of these things happen, but we're still not sure. So then he has to be shaven around where 
the the netek, the the potential suspect saras was. So we're shaving around to sort of create a barrier, and then he's quarantined for another seven days. So Rashi explains that he shaves around, but he leaves two hairs close to the borderline so we can see if it spreads or not. In other words, if this uh, skin disease is spreading past those two hairs, we're going to know. The two hairs are the borderline, and then it's shaven around there. So we're like, okay, if it goes past this, we know this is the real thing. It is Sarasi, even though it doesn't seem deeper, even though we don't see the yellow hairs, but we know it's Sarasi because it's spreading. Verse 34 so then the priest looks upon it on the seventh day. Remember, this is his second set of seven days, his second set of quarantining. We can, of course, relate to these verses very well nowadays after a year of the corona. And behold, if it didn't spread, and it doesn't seem, the skin does not seem deeper than the skin around it, then we're saying he's clean, he's tahar, he's not tame, he should wash his clothes, and he is clean. At that point, once he washes his clothes, he is clean. So he was quarantined for one week. Nothing happened. We're not sure. We shaved around to create a very clear demarcation line. He's quarantined for a second week. Still, none of the signs. Okay, you're tougher. You're clean. But if it spread, meaning past those two hairs that we left as a borderline, now... Now, we're not, it says if it's spread after his cleansing. Spreading after his cleansing means that he was quarantined for a week. We shaved him. After the second week, he's kosher, he's good, nothing spread. Okay, you're clean. And then it spread. Oh, then it became, then it became tummy. Then he, he was, he, he's got it. But it's not only saying that. It could also be the situation of the simpler situation that he's at the end of his first week, or that matters at the end of the second week. So therefore, when it says, if it spread, Rashi says, it means in any situation. If it spreads after the first week, we know it's the Ras. If it spreads when we check out at the end of the second week, we know it's the Ras. And if he was told, you're clean, and he leaves his quarantine, and then it starts spreading, third option, then we know it's the Ras. So in any situation, if it spreads, in any of these three options, it's the Ras. So verse, that was the Rashi in 35, 36. And the priest should look at him and behold, if it spread in the skin, he doesn't even need to check for the yellow hair. He's not clean, meaning he's spiritually not clean. He's tummy, he has saras. So even though we said these three signs, spreading or the yellow hair, or it appears, it seemingly, it's like sort of, appears as the skin of the, of the plague is deeper than the skin around it. But even if it doesn't have the yellow hair and it doesn't have that deeper appearance, as long as it spreads, it's the rot. But if in its appearance it stays, that, that nega, that skin affliction stays, it doesn't spread, and black hairs grow in it. All right, we say it's healed, he is clean, he is tahar, and the priest shall pronounce him clean because it's always done by a priest. The priest is the one who says he's unclean, the tummy, the priest is the one who says he's clean, tahar. 
And so Rashi points out, it's saying here black hairs. Any color hair would work, meaning as long as it's not yellow. Rashi says if it was green or red hair, we'd still say it's clean. Because the verse says hair. And then Rashi goes back to the suspect hair, the tsahov hair. With tsahov, the word tsahov, which we're translating as yellow, the Rashi says is so much of the word zahav. The tzaddik instead of a zion. So tzahov, like zahov, zahov, golden, tzahov, becomes yellow. So the Pasuk says he is clean, he's tahar, and the priest should pronounce him clean. The priest pronounce him tahar. So Raji points out, but if he wasn't clean and the priest said he's clean, he's still not clean. Meaning first he has to truly spiritually be tahar, be clean. And spiritually clean. And then when the priest says, you are clean, you are tahar, it works. But if the priest says, you are tahar, but spiritually he's not clean, then the priest's words are meaningless. He's still not clean. In other words, it's not the priest that's determining his spiritual status. God is determining his spiritual status. The priest is just the one who's given here the authority to be the mouthpiece for God's roles. Now we have a different situation. Uh, very short. Verse 38. It's just two psukim. Two verses. And a man or woman, if there be in the skin of their flesh bright spots, even white bright spots. So bright spots, Rashi explains, is words baharos, and he were habarbaros, which means little spots. Like we would probably call them freckles. Then the priest should look, and behold, if in the skin of their flesh the bright spots are of a dull white, it is called a bahok, and it is not the ras. It's just a certain thing that happens in your skin, like like, like freckles, and it is not the ras. It is just sometimes happens to your skin. You are tahar. So Rashi says, kehos levanos, the dull white means it's white, but it's not a bright white, because a bright white is a suspect sign of saras. It's a dull white, so that doesn't make it a saras white. And it's called a bohak, which again is, is, is in essence concept of a freckle. Like Rashi says, it's a type of whiteness that you see in the skin of a person with a sort of reddish complexion. And like between the spots of the redness, we have this like freckled whiter spot. In other words, as if the red is really the freckles. And then between the freckles, between the red, the skin is like whiter. So that's what's happening here. So again, in essence, we would say it's, it's a version of freckles, and it's not saras. So the person has something on his skin, and he does have to have the priest check it, and the priest looks, and he says, you're tahor. Do not worry. It is not saras. 